the problem. You got all the questions? Stop okay, listen to me. Let me hear what I'm saying, okay? I've never seen anything like this. Could cause uh, everybody to freak out. This is a new way, and it's a new day. It is broccoli in the microwave. Because consciousness is expanding. This is when you guys are supposed to cheer. Please clap. Are you serious? Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. So, Mr. President, if you're listening... I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty! From Studio C. No AC, senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I don't know. Yelling about the Border Patrol. Antifa. Violence. Anger. Sniping. You sound, you sound discouraged. I, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired of all of it. I just, at this point in my life, I should be used to humanity. You know? How, how can you, like, be a dog owner your entire life and say, well, why do they have fur? You know, it's just, it's dumb. I'm dumb. I blame me. Humanity's ugly, ugly and stupid. I should be used to it. So today is... July 2nd, that's the day John Adams thought would go down in history, that we would celebrate the birth of our nation every year and have big festivals and parades and all that sort of stupid, stuff. Stupid, stupid John Adams. John no Ad- wonder he was a one-termer. I think John Adams uh, also anticipated hot dog eating contests and fireworks. <laughs> um, but he thought they'd be on July 2nd because that was the day they voted to declare independence, which they he thought was the key day, not so much the signing the paperwork. Right. The getting everybody to have the courage to actually raise their hand. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm for it. And then if we fail, we're all going to die. We all realize that, right? We're, we're going to hang all of us, you realize. All right, I guess I'll vote for it. Yeah, well, that's the big day. But we went with the sign-in day. So sh- f- should I go get fireworks for today? Or eat as many hot dogs as you can, either one. I'm down for um, either. Let me know what you want me to do. But for whatever reason, 4th of July caught on. But So uh, that's nice. It's the nation's founding. It's enormous courage in the name of uh, liberty and uh, and sacrifice and the rest of it. It's a beautiful thing. It's a sort of thing you contemplate that. It puts you in a good mood. And you read the headline that Nike is pulling the Betsy Ross flag design sneaker because Colin Kaepernick says it's offensive. Yeah. And you think, ah, yeah. I don't know. You know, if uh, carbon, they say, is the most uh, plentiful element, right? Is stupid an element? Is that, can that be measured by physicists? You know can you I'm, use a spectrometer and identify that? You know what I'm enjoying is that the New York Post has turned their attention toward one Hunter Biden and really, uh, really gotten into that whole story. So Uh-oh. We've got the latest Hunter Biden news for you coming up. That's Joe Biden's son who uh, got kicked out of the military for doing cocaine. Then married his uh, dead brother's wife, left his own family, who says, his original wife says, she had to kick him out for spending all the money on cocaine, booze, and prostitutes. Right. Then uh, about a month ago, he got married to a hot chick he knew for a week. Mm. 
And and he may have done something that's actually illegal with the whole uh, fundraising stuff. But anyway, New York Post has more details on all those stories. And every day they just keep coming out with them. And so uh, that's been their focus, focus of attention. Oh, super. Now they have the details of the phone call when he called up dad and said, Hey, I just married uh, an Instagram model I've known for a week. Yeah. What <laughs> Joe Biden said will shock you. What he said really? was, I was against busing before I was for busing, is what he said. But uh, I say we bus Instagram models to neighborhoods where they don't have it. <laughs> How'd you like to have to deal with that also? I mean, you got the whole you, the debate thing, and you drop it in the polls and this and that, and then you got your, your one son's life looks to be coming completely off the rails. All right. Anyway. In each life, a little rain must fall. Yeah. Well, it's his 50-year-old son. I don't know how much stress you put on yourself when your 50-year-old son's life is coming off the rails. I don't actually know. Sorry, my headphones must have cut out there for a second. You said a candidate has a son who is 50 years old? Yes. That seems impossible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not easy to pull off unless you're quite old yourself. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. It was many, many years ago th- this day that, um, well, this is just a fictional story for entertainment purposes, that I was a kid and uh, I got introduced to the mighty bottle rockets. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah. It, it was in a, you know, it was in a state uh, where that's it was why you have an eye patch. legal. You've yes. never told us why you have an eye yeah. patch. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Only two more days to get your fire, you know, your fireworks and stuff. So run out and get your sparklers or your snakes or whatever you buy. Yeah, so. look, I buy stuff for my kids in the county I live in. You can't buy anything that's any fun on any level. Right. I mean, it's just there's just nothing fun to be had there. They have the big stand, and it's got it's it's really bright and colorful with big words and everything like that. You just it just screams fun. Then you get up there, and there's nothing of any entertainment value oh, whatsoever. Come on, in the they stand. throw off colorful sparks. You can stand there and watch. Look at that, honey. There, there ain't much going Sparks on there. Sparks are purple now. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have to yell duck, it's not fun. Exactly. Well, if you couldn't get hurt, it's not fun. You know, the excitement was in, I could blow off my hands if I do this wrong. Exactly. <laughs> so you're right as an American. No whispering kitty chasers with or without the scooter stick. <laughs> All the fireworks now, you could put under your tongue and light them, and you'd still oh, be fine. Oh, <laughs> my golly. That's, uh, that's not good advice, folks. <laughs> no. Don't listen to that, man. Uh, There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. Uh, I uh, Let's see. I'll give you two different numbers. You tell me which number you want to hear the rest of. 2,000. Or 41%. I do. Hmm? <laughs> to choose your own adventure, radio style, boys, what, right. which door What's do you want to open? 41%, just to get it moving. 41%. <laughs> the governor of Alaska is cutting uh, funding for the state college by 41%. Uh, he cut more than $130 million in state funding from the University of uh, Alaska late last week. Uh, it's the largest cut in a century to the university and uh, according to some, it will eliminate 1,300 full-time faculty and staff jobs. According to the university's president, whole chunks of the university are going to have to disappear. Is this the first of the the colleges have just gotten way too out of control? I wonder. I, I would like to know more about that. That seems like it's a good heck thing of you a move. 41. All right, then. Super. We've eliminated uh, moose hunting and whale blubber oil. Moose studies, and uh, there's no reason to think they don't have regular college classes there. Polar bear science. They have like history and math, the history of lumberjacks, English degrees, and the math of snow melting and then freezing again. We will keep the nose rubbing is the same as kissing classes. <laughs> um, there's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I am doing very, very well, and to lift everyone's spirit, we have some celebrity birthdays today. <laughs> 
other than comedian producer Larry David, co-creator of Seinfeld and star of Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry is a youthful 72 today. 72? Really? Yes. Larry's net worth at least $400 million. Whoa, I'd hope with that syndication deal they signed. Yeah. Four years younger than Joe Biden. <laughs> Good Worth mentioning. point. <laughs> and it is also actress Lindsay Lohan's 33rd today. Oh, boy. She's 43 years younger than yeah, Joe Biden. I hate to peak at age 23, but I think <laughs> she did. She's only 33. Her net worth may be $600,000. Maybe $600. That's, that's a big maybe with Lindsay. Uh, her liver's my age, but her... Oh boy. <laughs> I'm not taking this as a joke. It's my life. <laughs> yeah. And her Sorry. mom and her mom's nuttier than her. Yeah, her dad was no treat either, was he? Yeah, well, poor kid. Yeah, yeah true. Not yeah. she's fault. born beautiful and screwed up. If you grow up in that family, you'd probably be her too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Tuesday, July second, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Well, then, gal, dang it, there's a lot of news to consider. So let's begin considering it officially, according to FCC rules and regs. At Mark, got to be pretty careful with the tanks because the roads have a tendency not to like to carry heavy tanks, so we have to put them in certain areas. Military tactician Donald J. Trump there. Is that for the 4th of July parade? I believe it is, yes. Yeah. Awesome. I certainly hope so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, what's in your Wasn't news? Wasn't Obama going to invade Mexico or uh, Texas or something like that? Yeah. Right. At one point? Yeah, okay. That was the right-wing story. Yes, yes. Yeah. oh boy. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> funny. Uh, what, what do you got in your stories there, Marshall? Another poll shows Biden sliding. Border Patrol investigating alleged employee Facebook scandal and President Trump targeting the bum explosion. Oh, Come my. I, I keep hearing people say, and his poll numbers are dropping due to his uh, stance on busing. Is that, is that what people are attributing to? No. He can't be, right? No. He's, no. It's a 45-year-old issue that he's on the right side of. It's, According to every single poll, yes. <laughs> Drastic oversimplification of his performance in the exactly. debate. The idiot media. Yeah. It's enough yeah. to give you a headache, huh? Uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. We have a great freedom-loving quote of the day from Ricky Gervais. And, uh, and uh, I don't know, all sorts of good thoughts and observations. Fantastic. I'm looking at the Wall Street Journal's big headline, their editorial page. We trust the media will denounce severe beating of conservative journalists by left-wing mob. Talking about the Portland story, wow. which we're going to get into a lot later in the program. Uh-huh. That, uh, that is worth paying attention to because there's going to be this sort of stuff at every Trump rally in America, would be my guess. And cities need to decide, are you going to protect people or are you not going to protect people? The violence will continue to escalate. No doubt. It will either escalate or it will be diminished. It will do one or the other. We'll get a lot more on that later. That's, that's big time stuff on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I really think that uh, Antifa beating people down and getting away with it is should be a giant national conversation. But anyway, we're going to go heavy on that later in the program. I hope you're around for it. It is perhaps the most stark and irrefutable example of the 
astounding bias of the American media right now. Well, if that's where we're headed, though, I mean, I, I came across a couple of stories last night of, uh, you know, restaurants that won't serve conservatives or um, one of the Trump kids got spit on by a waitress. Just, you know, that sort oh, of stuff. Boy. And then you got Antifa takes it to the next level of violence. So it's not only we, you won't be served in a restaurant. I mean, if we're going to break down on those lines politically, it's, it's all going to come apart. Yeah, that could be. We <laughs> shall see. Well, we're certainly going to fight against it. Mailbag. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from Ricky Gervais, who has been uh, tweeting with increasing clarity, hilarity, and and smartness about some of the stupid, stupid stories um, uh, that we've been talking about. His uh, tweet recently is as simple as this. Disagreeing with me is hate speech. Some fine sarcasm. Uh, Here's your federal crime of the day. There are so many that nobody even knows how to count them. It makes it a federal crime to willfully neglect to answer questions on the U.S. Census. How about that? Can't decline the state. Government asks you something, you have to tell them. Hmm. Didn't know that. Couldn't you claim the Fifth Amendment? I've got to tell you nothing. Poor grammar, but uh, a sacred principle. I wonder. I'm sure that has been tried. I'm sure there's case law on that, but how can they compel me to, to say anything? I got nothing to say. That's your sacred right as a free human being. Moving along. Uh, here's a little Oki Checkout Theater from Mike. Uh, this is uh, a, a uh, an offshoot. This is the off-off-Broadway version of the Chatty Checkout Theater, which was such a hit on the Armstrong and Getty show for so long. The other day, I was making a delivery to a Dollar General store in the tiny town of Kansas, Oklahoma. I like towns in one state that are named after another state. Nevada, California is a good one. Sure. <laughs> there are more. It's very confusing. Mm. It is somewhat. As There's I waited to be Pittsburgh's checked... Pittsburgh's all over the place. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Pittsburgh's oh, that's a, a city. Yeah. I'll turn off my shit, mic. Turn off his mic! As I waited to be checked out, the uh, following uh, hilarious discussion occurred in the checkout line. An old guy's checking out, and the cashier gives him the total. The old guy says, damn, Spunkle Blam is always going to take his part. Cashier says, did you say Spunkle Blam? Old guy, yep, that's what I call Uncle Sam. It pisses him off. (laughs) Cashier, I never thought about that. I like it. I'm going to do that. Screw Spunkle Blam. Person and other person in the line says, amen to that. Couple other guys say, yes, screw Spunkle Blam. Oh, jeez. Made me think how funny a herd can be. <laughs> By the way, you can get gas for $1.89 in that town. Wow. <laughs> That's the way I grew up. Everything I'd see on the news just seemed like the moon to me. People waiting in line for gas, they were paying four times what we paid for. Nobody ever waited in line for anything. Just the right. way everything was. Right. Why do people live that way, Mommy? No good reason, son. <laughs> Uh, we talked about the uh, the statistics that are now flying around about the number of kids in California who are hungry. Jack, you were out yesterday, but there are a new st- set of statistics being parroted without the least question by the talking heads of the news media about how many kids are hungry in California. And we have some information on that. They are completely phony, made-up statistics, as usual, by the people who would profit from the numbers being bigger. But, of course, the pretty, pretty talking heads just parrot those numbers. But moving along, 
Jashan with a rather uh, critical note here. Kids in California are hungry because they're obese. Little fat kids can't get enough to eat, so they're always hungry. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not really helpful, <laughs> sir. Oh, God. No need to be judgmental. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, speaking of Cal Unicornia, James says, I don't know if there's anything written about this, but on Sunday I went to the Gay Pride event in San Francisco. There are numerous dudes and women who are completely naked, and people brought their children, uh, plenty under 10. Uh, yeah, we observed that many, many years ago, that part of the whole uh, San Francisco letting your freak flag fly thing is walking around naked or whipping each other on your naked high knees as you walk through the street or, or whatever. Um. I personally know several gay people that have never been and would never go. Oh yeah, to that sort of an event. Yeah, because it's a freak show. I mean, it's so it's wild. They don't feel like it's got anything to do with them. Right, right. I, I think it perpetuates some unfortunate stereotypes. It does. It honestly. absolutely does. It does the gay cause way more harm than good. Yeah, I'm surprised more people haven't figured that out. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the violence in Portland and Antifa and the milkshaking thing later on, but uh, Matthew points out that uh, cement, especially a rapid-setting mix like that, causes chemical burns when it comes into contact with your skin. I should know. I have scars on both legs from the same thing. That's why they were using that in Portland. So you've got Antifa throwing caustic chemicals into people's face, and and the government says to the cops, nah, you just better let it happen. And the Portland cops are pissed about that. And we're going to be talking to the coppers themselves coming up for their point of view. And they've had enough with City Hall. It's good stuff. Armstrong and Getty. So what time does the traitorous girl soccer team take on uh, England for the... uh... Wow, that's a little strong. World Cup representing our country. Are they? Um, uh, Noon Pacific, 3 o'clock East Coast is the uh, final. That's the final? Final, final. I think it's the final final, Against uh, Britain. I'll be danged. It's a replay if it's an appropriate uh, time, huh? (laughs) On the 2nd of July? (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll see. When we declared our independence? Well, who are you rooting for? You seem to have turned against our... I might root against England. Root against the U.S.? Root for England. I might root, I'm rooting against that chick from Reading. Oh. Yeah, I am. I think I think she's wrong. I think she's completely wrong. About? To be not standing for the national anthem, putting her hand over her heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bad mouth the United States as yeah. she represents the U.S. team traveling around. This isn't the same as playing for the 49ers or something in a closed league in the country. Right, exactly. No, I, don't, I don't dig it at all. Don't like it. I hope you lose. I, I root against her. Oh, I'm boy. rooting against her. Oh, boy. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the Democratic presidential contest looks wide open at this point. New CNN poll finds California Senator Kamala Harris jumping into second place right behind Joe Biden. The poll taken after last week's Democratic debates has Biden at 22% down 10 points, followed by Harris up 9 points at 17%. Then you got national poll, which is not how we do it. Then you got uh, Elizabeth Warren coming in at 15%, and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders falling to 14%. Take a look at my uh, holdings here and my so, uh, illegal politics betting. Joe's oh, betting. look at Kamala surging as I predict that. The question is pretty simple. Is Biden going to turn out to be a Rudy Giuliani, a Jeb Bush, a Fred Thompson that the media had built up, and then as soon as the battle starts, he falls and disappears forever? Or... 
Is it like 2012 when Michelle Bachman had her month? Mm. So did uh, Newt Gingrich. So did Rick Santorum. Yeah. All these different candidates who had their moment where they, they, they shone and went to the top of the polls. And then eventually it was the person everybody expected all along, Mitt Romney, who won. Which of those is it going to be? I don't know. Huh. Feels a little different this time. Just because Mitt was pretty well-known quantity and, and fairly bland, which was why people weren't really gravitating toward him. Um, that would be Biden here. Right. Um, and Biden feels weak to me. Weak. U.S. Border Patrol head Carla Provost condemned offensive posts that appeared in a Facebook group for Border Patrol agents whose existence was revealed in a ProPublica report. Among the posts in the Facebook group of about 9,500 current and former agents that Provost called completely inappropriate were sexually explicit ones about Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and those questioning whether a photo that uh, made headlines of a drowned migrant and his daughter in the Rio Grande was real. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection is saying an investigation is now being carried out, and Provost went ahead and said any employees found to have violated our standards of conduct will be held accountable. The left-wing media is going crazy over this story, which is essentially uh, cops made unfortunate jokes and posted them online, which is dumb. Guys, you just got to know how the modern world works. But the idea that people posted mean comments online. Listen, cops make jokes about cop stuff. Border Patrol guys make jokes, unfortunate ones, about Border Patrol stuff. You know, the, the people who work at your local Target store make jokes about you, the shoppers. And some of them are a little distasteful because that's how people get through the day. They're trying to make it sound like there's organized hate groups within the Border Patrol because these guys post stupid jokes online. It's just it's so overrated. It reminds me of old Cory Booker. Look for this uh, when you get a chance as you follow the uh, Democratic uh, race. Cory Booker, his word of the month is hurtful. Uh, those comments, they were, uh, they were hurtful to many people, which is code for, I caught you saying something that's slightly not defensible. So he gets a serious look on his face and claims that it's hurtful. Yeah, some of the stuff the guys t- posted was hurtful. Okay? I think we'll be fine. President Trump says it is indeed high time to address the crisis of people living in the streets. Describing a dark picture of cities like San Francisco and L.A. to Fox News, Tucker Carlson. What's happening, where police officers are getting sick just by walking the beat. I mean, they're getting actually very sick. Uh, Where people are getting sick, where the people living there are living in hell, too. Although some of them have mental problems where they don't even know they're living that way. In fact, perhaps they like living that way. they can't do that. You, we cannot ruin our cities. Trump going on to add. San Francisco, I own property in San Francisco, so I don't care, except it was so beautiful. And now areas that you used to think as being, you know, really something very special, you take a look at what's going on with San Francisco, it's terrible. So uh, we're looking at it very seriously. We may intercede. We may uh, do something to uh, get that whole thing cleaned up. It's inappropriate. There you go. Some uh, clips from the Trump interview with Tucker on uh, the bum explosion going on around the country. Turns out that spraying a cockroach may soon do you no good with word that the pests are quickly evolving to be immune to bug sprays. Got a Purdue University study finding the common German cockroach being born with an immunity to toxins with which they haven't yet been in contact. 
determining that they're developing an immunity to new poisons in as quickly as one generation. Wow. 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 The ability for beasts to adapt is yes. astounding, whether it's cockroaches or germs. And, yep. and scary. We, th- we thought we were so clever. Designing our drugs and chemicals. There, see, we're killing you. And uh, the survivors say, now we kill you. The report suggests because of this... Or at least we kind of track pee across your dishes. The report suggests because of this quickly developing immunity, stopping cockroaches in the future will depend more on traps and vacuums than chemical insecticides. That's great if you can get to them. That's the look at your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Thanks, Squawky. You right over there? Hmm? You all right? Uh, depends. Depends on, depends on how you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do we got coming up? Oh, man, all sorts of good stuff. Ted Cruz wants to take federal action against the mayor of Portland. Mm-hmm. You get that? Oh, you got the phony food insecurity stats that are all oh, over I want to hear that. Let's get to that. Yeah, listen, I don't want anybody to go hungry in America, but practically nobody is in spite of what you hear. You can't root for the American team, can you, with that bad mouth in America chick running around scoring goals? You like that? I don't like that. Or does that make you as bad as her? Yeah, your response to unpatriotism is an act of unpatriotism? Unpatriotism, not a word. So <laughs> that's an act of ungrammarism. Well, I wouldn't get hung up on that. But uh, is it the pa- is it a patriotic thing to do to root for the American team in the World Cup? Is that the patriotic thing? Is the thing patriotic to do? thing to do to root for America? Is that what you just asked me? <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, Sean, a proud graduate of my How to Argue Unfairly seminar. I can't root for that chick. Well, I'll tell you, I, I saw this quote on Twitter the other day, and I, I, it really stuck with me. Nothing makes me feel more patriotic than choosing when I get to be patriotic. Oh, there you are. So Jack is patriotic. Yeah, here's yes. the bottom line. I'm not going to watch or pay attention to soccer no matter what happens. Oh, I have in the past. Oh, anti-soccerism. I have it in the past and I want in the future. That's clearly, that's his true bias. It's become clear. Armstrong and Getty. See, you all started celebrating the 4th by drinking a 5th. Is this the crowd tonight? <laughs> yeah, I did not bring any fireworks out tonight, but uh, I do have a bomb. The monologue. <laughs> hey, now. Everybody out here is getting ready for the 4th. Were you over at the commissary today? Yes, I was. It's all kind of red, white, and blue. And that's right. just the tuna fish casserole. <laughs> they're having a special out here at Burbank's McDonald's. They have an Independence Burger that they're making up. It's half meat and half prunes. And I want to tell you, one bite of the Independence Burger, and you're really set free. <laughs> wow. Say something mean about Trump. Wow. <laughs> Trump's stupid. <laughs> Come on, Johnny. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show. We got a number of texts about uh, my little screed about the soccer players. 
Maybe yeah. we'll get to that later. Yeah, a bunch of emails, too. Um, Flooded in. People are impassioned. Good. And is women's soccer, you realize? Yeah, I do. Um, Heard it suggested the game against England is the semis. Can somebody look that up? That That's correct. It okay. is. Okay. All right. Then That's finally fun. we'll play uh, Croatia or made up a stand or something right. or other. I don't know. For the finals. I don't know. Story was uh, making the rounds uh, all over America a couple of days ago, I guess. Might have been yesterday that... Uh, that uh, one in five children in California is hungry, goes to bed hungry every night, and that the uh, percentage of uh, Californians in general, one of eight, don't know where their next meal is coming from. And all the square-jawed, white-toothed, large-breasted, carefully quaffed, heavily made-up news anchors of the moronic TV news industry just repeated it like the parrots they are. I'm sorry, that's a little unnecessarily critical. It's just very hot in here, and it tends to put a person on edge. But anyway, uh, so if you look at the actual numbers, they're made up. And the Department of Agriculture has been touting this stuff for a long time. You don't need to tell me that for me to, to think that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to the behind the scenes on this, but there's sure. no freaking way that one out of five kids is going hungry in California. Right. It just right. Or one out of eight. Everybody wonders where the next meal is coming from. What I find insulting about these sort of stats that they've been throwing out through the years to try to get more money. It's so um, uh, it's bad karma and it's insulting to the people of the world who are actually starving. Oh, yeah. It's just just not cool. Yeah, but that's that's kind of a wishy washy little objection you have if there's government money to be had. Those numbers are from the California Association of Food Banks, and I think the folks working food banks are probably doing God's work and and care about it, and they're just working an angle because you got to get the government grants. But all these ridiculous numbers about uh, hunger in America that you've been hearing the last several years that are, again, uncritically reported by our news media come from the Department of Agriculture. The most socialist part of our gov- part of our government by far. Right. And, you know, there are times I just wish they would be honest with us and say, listen, we've got to have a reliable food supply. We can't be dependent on anybody else on Earth in case of war, famine or whatever. And so, you know, in, in times of plenty, we got to buy the goods from the farmers so they don't go out of business. All right. Yeah, we're kind of socialist on food because we got to have food. Just say so. But instead, you got the USDA slowly but surely changing the wording of all of their surveys. And it now, uh, those numbers you hear are numbers of people who are at all food insecure, which ranges from food insecure to very low food secure. No measure of hunger, just food security. And here's how they classify households as food insecure. If they report worrying about not having enough money to buy food, or if they substitute cheaper foods, or skip meals, or eat less for financial reasons. If you wanted to be a nitpicker, I substitute cheaper foods almost every meal I ever eat. Yeah, yeah. There are more expensive things I'd rather buy, but I don't want to spend that much money. So listen, quite literally, if you stand there at the grocery store and think, man... I would really like this USDA prime ribeye, but I probably ought to go with the tri-tip. You are food insecure, my friends, and I pity you. I pity you with all my, you poor, pathetic people wearing your rags to the office. Very low food secure. Slightly over 21% of households are food insecure. One in five. That's the statistic we hear over and over from media and advocacy groups. Now, I remember when we looked at this years ago, the the uh, the breakdown was 
It's anybody who's concerned they might not be able to uh, feed themselves sometime in the next year. Right. Qualified as food insecure. Right. Right. Looking a year out. You might be hungry next October. Counts as going hungry. Now, here's here's a different survey. I can't remember. It's funny. This cutoff where it's from. This one talks about food insecurity. Um uh, that is not knowing where your next meal is coming from or in, involuntarily eating less than you need on a regular basis for a period of time lasting more than a month. Now, that strikes me as a great deal more legitimate a mm. question. That's a, that, I would be interested in that number, and I would be interested in what could be done about the people who suffer in that way. I need to involuntarily eat less. Somebody needs to put a gun to my head and force me to eat less. Certainly. Certainly. Or maybe just a nice stout stick and whack you with it every time you took an extra bite. Man, the other night, I just wasn't even hungry, but the food was delicious, so I kept eating it. That's terrible. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> so anyway, those stats are phony. It's like the... And, and you know what we've said for years? Is activists, they can't be content with reality. It's just so tempting. And part of it's going for government grants and what have you, but... They've got to distort the numbers. They've got to exaggerate and, and build this fiction around the real stuff. But then when people catch on to it, they've undermined themselves into, I think, a serious way. It's like that one one in six women, uh, one, every six uh, American women has been sexually assaulted. And then you go into the methodology, and and they include virtually any unwanted touching, including of the upper arm. As an assault, some of these polls or, uh, you know, unwanted comments or you look deep in the story and it said have been the victim of sexual assault or unwanted comments. Well, I think we're all the subject of unwanted comments, gay, straight, man, woman or in between. Uh, And so you see that it makes you cynical about the very real problem. And so, you know, again, you're undermining yourselves and I think you're bringing cynicism to some topics that probably would do better without it. But. World keeps spinning. Um, uh, yeah. Did you, um, how was the interview with the North Korea lady yesterday? What'd oh, she, Anna Feifeld. What'd she, have, yes. what'd she have to say about uh, Trump stepping into North Korea? She think that was a big deal or? Oh, uh, yeah, yes. I mean, she and I actually agreed to a large extent. It's, it's good. It's a nice relationship building thing. It's not going to lead to denuclearization because she agrees with me that nothing is. There's so, no way Kim Jong-un gives up his nukes. So she stands with the, the that's, not, that's a non-starter. Okay. Yeah. Well, the Trump administration may have come to that conclusion. I don't know. Yeah, they're not saying so publicly because you don't disclose your final. You know, if you're selling a house, you don't say, listen, we'll take as little as, you know, 650 or whatever, depending where you live in America. Um, you don't say that openly. You say, oh, no, 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 seven and a quarter, even as they're offering 625. Um, And that's what Trump, they're still demanding complete denuclearization. And when they get to uh, signing a peace treaty, a permanent peace treaty, uh, a freeze of the nuclear program and an increased interaction and that sort of thing, uh, they'll say, yeah, okay, and they'll sign. That's my prediction. I sure would like to know about the ground logistics of how they did security for that. Yeah. That had to be crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the most dangerous spots in the world. Yeah, well, the Trump derangement syndrome was on full display. I don't know if you got a chance to watch this on the uh, the cable news networks talking about erratically, hastily showing up at the last minute with no preliminary work and 
Now the reporting is, yeah, it was kept on the down low. But yeah, of course, they had staff working out the details for quite a few days beforehand. And uh, and several press people got the alert 48 hours beforehand, but were told this is embargoed until it happens. But this is what's happening. So it's just. I don't uh, and you know I but that I, was something it wasn't very long ago remember they they hadn't received a phone call across the border right. in years mm-hmm. they had disconnected that phone line to where they could even talk to each other across the border well it's like your landline nobody ever calls it why are we paying 65 bucks a month then they hooked the phone back up then the uh, the president of South Korea stepped across to North Korea it was a huge deal now you have a president of the United States yeah that's yeah. a serious movement. I don't know if it results in anything. But. Well, the old, tired, ridiculous, you've, ju- you've uh, given him status, you've elevated him. Yeah, we tried not elevating those people for, you know, 40 years, and it didn't work so well. Uh, well, if I'm saying all t- along, you know what elevates him? Having nuclear weapons. That's yeah, what elevated him. Period. And, and you know, if you're going to be cynical, you'd say, listen, this is just the Kim, the latest Kim, making happy noises for a while to buy himself time. Then he'll make angry noises to buy himself time and then go back to happy noises while he develops nuclear weapons, which is clearly what's happening. But we're working towards something down the road. You can't solve every problem. Some you just have to manage. So you know what I mean. So Joe's pro the commies getting the nuclear weapons. Absolutely. Appeasement is what it is. I'm just hoping for a a job in Kim Jong-un's cabinet. Soft on North Korea. That's your stance. You're probably like that soccer chick. You're just like that soccer chick. Very much like her. That's right. Armstrong and Getty.